Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, the new Money Podcast, episode 132. How y'all doing, man? Thank you so, so much for tuning in. As usual, my friends, ask many questions y'all got on Instagram as well as if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. I would really, really appreciate if you left a review. Spotify, too. I always forget about Spotify. They got that shit, too, now. Leave those reviews. Would really appreciate it, guys. Have a great episode here from The Vault fire financial independence retire early how you can do it first of all what it is how you could do it is it something that you know is attainable is it crazy is it something that you just see online are people actually out here doing it all that kind of stuff so without further ado let's just dive on into it baby okay so some of y'all are probably thinking what the hell is nate talking about fire and something burning (laughs) what what fire stands for is financial independence retire early it's a niche movement that's gotten a lot bigger over the past few years so let's just study the history to better understand what it's all about the financial independence retire early movement is a lifestyle movement with the goal of gaining financial independence and retiring early This basically is a challenge to the typical retire 65 model of life most people have come to see as normal. The concept first came from the book Your Money or Your Life by Vicky Robin and Joe Dominique in 1992, but only really became popular within the last decade among millennials, gaining traction through online communities, blogs, podcasts, and other discussion forums. FIRE's model is essentially accelerating retirement through aggressive saving and investing to speed up the process. Someone who aims to pursue FIRE probably thinks this, fuck it, I'm not waiting till 65. I want to retire as soon as possible. I'm going to delay my gratification, bust my butt, live ridiculously below my means, and aim to retire in my 30s or my 40s. The goal for most people is to save and invest up to 25 to 30 times their annual spending, which is anywhere from one to two million bucks, uh, which would you know cover most people for their lives if they're responsible. From there, you would just withdraw three to five percent of your portfolio periodically and just live off that. The three to five range is a common rule of thumb known as the four percent rule. Most people just say four percent. I say three to five because. Man, you never know what the fuck's gonna happen. Uh, in 1994, financial advisor William Benjamin, who I actually listened to on a podcast the other day, uh, really sick guy, introduced the concept of the 4% rule, which found that retirees who withdrew 4% of their retirement portfolio balance and then adjusted that dollar amount for inflation each year thereafter would create a paycheck that would last at least 30 years. Now, there's a lot of misconceptions around the rule, but a key takeaway is that the 4% rule was battle-tested in absolutely terrible market conditions and still stood the test of time uh, with several different models. Though the 4% rule has its flaws, as there are many individual things that could come up that could completely throw it off, it's still a very reasonable starting point for retirement planning. So rather than regard it as you know like the concrete truth use it as a general means to assessing your savings level for example if you determine that you'll need 60 grand a year to live off comfortably in retirement of which 16,000 will come from social security you'll be left with 44,000 to fill that gap using the four percent rule you multiply the 44 grand by 25 and arrive at a 1.1 million nest egg goal which is what you'll hopefully aim for during your working years. So in this vein, households that have accumulated considerable wealth may be using the 4% rule as a conservative yardstick, but for most people, uh, you know, it's, it's just an opening bid. 
In reality, once you're in a retirement, you'll likely need to make a year-by-year assessment of how to successfully manage your sources of income, um, your different resources, etc. cetera, uh, and you need to keep those taxes in mind as well. Now, that's the more practical side of things, but what does this FIRE thing look like for most people? For those in the FIRE movement, it doesn't mean you're just sitting around on some tropical beach and playing golf all the time. It basically means you can do whatever you want. You don't have to work if you don't want to. You can scale back to a part-time job or you could just stop doing anything. The choice is yours. So basically you have a shit ton of money and you can do whatever you want. In effect, this model makes a lot of young millionaires and that might sound really enticing to you. Now, some of you may be listening to this and you're thinking, all right, bro, okay. All right, <laughs> seems a little unrealistic. And you know what, it, it is unrealistic. And the reason why it's unrealistic is because the reality is that most people don't know what is possible without being you know, a crazy big exec or a doctor or a lawyer or a business mogul. It just doesn't seem like that stuff's possible. But there are everyday people doing this. There are people that I know that have done this. There are people that you've listened to on the show if you listen to uh, a few episodes back that, have, that are currently doing this. There are people out there But how do you actually do it? Well, it's going to take some heavy saving, like for real, at least 50 to 75% of your income. Now you might be thinking again, Jesus Christ. And then like, I don't blame you for that. However, there are ways that you can maximize your income and reduce your expenses. If you really begin by practicing minimalism, by only keeping and getting the things that you really need and value in life, you'd be shocked at how much you're actually able to sock away. The general idea is that the higher your income is and the lower your expenses are, the faster you're able to reach financial independence. Now within the FIRE movement, there are several styles that dictate you know, different types of ways to do it. So <laughs> they're kind of funny. <laughs> the first name is, it's called a fat FIRE. <laughs> This is when an individual you know, lives a more traditional lifestyle and saves more than the average retirement investor. A lean fire refers to the stringent adherence to minimalist living and you know, just living off the necessity. So this is when, fat fire is when you have a shit ton of money, you're just living, like you don't give a shit, like you're just living. Lean fire is like, okay, you're like skinny, skinny, you, got, you don't have too much money, maybe you got a few hundred thousand, but you're like bare minimum and you're actually able to sustain that. A barista fire refers to followers who have quit the traditional nine to five, but they're still employed. They're still working. They're still doing their thing. Um, and they would rather live off that rather than uh, their retirement fund. And coast fire, which also applies to the part time job thing. Uh, these are proponents where they have enough saved and like they can just let it ride. They don't have to live off it. They can just let it ride and it'll take care of them. Now, for me, the thought of this is it's crazy. I mean, you know, it's 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 almost like when you if you're some of you guys probably haven't heard of this shit ever. And it, it probably is kind of just like hard to imagine that, you know, you're in your 30s or your 40s and you're not, you know, a professional athlete or a very you know affluent, um, you know, running a crazy business or anything like that. You're just like a normal person, just not working, doing whatever you want. But I think it's so empowering, um, the thought of it and that the fact that there are people out there actually doing this. So that's basically what fire is in general, but come on, there's gotta be some drawbacks and there is. So let's get into the shortcomings of fire in the next section. Okay, so fire sounds great, but what gives? You know, is this possible for everyone? Well, the internal optimist in me wants to say yes, but the fact of the matter is that kind of savings rate for some individuals 
is absolutely insane, at least in the short term with some fixed variables, right? I think gradual improvement is possible over the long term for many people to get that kind of savings rate, even with kids and, and tough economic circumstances, uh, among other things, right? By increasing income through side hustles, different jobs, career advancement, with a keen eye for living below your means, people can gradually improve their savings rate. But regardless, 50 to 75%, that's tough. It's not impossible, it's not impossible, but that's very, very hard for a lot of people. In my opinion, I think no matter your circumstances, you should at least consider the thought of FIRE and a lot of its principles as it's really only personal finance accelerated. I think it just takes personal finance concepts and amplifies them like crazy, right? But the principles, you know, remain true. The next shortcoming, and you probably guessed it, is happiness. This movement taken to the extreme can really fuck up your quality of life if you overdo it. You need to enjoy the now while working towards the later. I am all for delayed gratification, but you need to make sure you don't fucking hate your life to get there. Some people can live on much less than others, and yes, as a society, I think we do live well above our means in a lot of cases, but you do have to enjoy the climb up the mountain. You have to enjoy the process. If you find yourself on this journey and it's just killing everything around you, maybe lowering your savings rate, enjoying the fruits of your labor, and living a more fulfilled life could be better for you. I highly doubt that most of us would stop working if we hit FI by, you know, 35, 40, whatever. We'll probably just switch into whatever we want. But I don't think we'll just flat out start working. Some of us might if that happens, but I think we'll find the next thing and we'll work towards something else. So, you know, the the RE in fire, I don't know about that. It's, it's and you know, people in this movement have brought that up, that it's not really retirement. It's just kind of like a pivot away from a more traditional income source. You can kind of just do what you want. Regardless, though, you may just want to live your life, save for retirement in a general sense, and just do your own thing. And that's totally okay. This isn't for everyone, but a lot can be learned from FIRE's principles. Okay, so really quick, I just wanted to talk about what I think of FIRE. So, you know, <laughs> I hope uh, in my 30s or 40s or whatever, I, I get to that kind of place. I mean, I mean, who, who wouldn't want to get to that kind of place? And I, I think that the FIRE movement itself doesn't really excite me as much like as a build up all this money and then live off that income source i think i mean personally i think if i'm able to get there i don't think i'm going to be working any less i think i'll still be working a lot at um hopefully i'm working at some stuff with personal finance i, I really do intend on doing this for decades like i i'm in this for the long haul and um you know i hope that you guys have passions that you feel like that about where you think you you wouldn't stop working you would be doing your own thing if it's um, you know, environmental, if it's, you know, uh, a certain thing that means a lot to you, uh, if it's your job, if you, if you love practicing law, if you love being a nurse, if whatever the case is, um, this, you can take these principles and do your thing and build up a nest egg. Um, and you know, you can keep doing your job. So the retire early thing, don't really worry about that, but financial independence is, is something to strive for. And I think take what you will from it. Take the good and the bad and, and kind of just accept it. You don't have to, you know, live off 15 grand and make 200 grand and just like, you know, live off absolutely nothing. That's that's just how some people do it, but you don't have, you yourself don't, you don't have to do it. So I think, again, a lot can be learned from fire, a lot of great stuff from it. Um, take what you will, apply it to your life and hopefully it can help you live a more fulfilled life where you're building towards your future as well. Money, 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 money. Money.
Okay, my friends, so that is all I have for you today. Before we summarize this episode, again, if you haven't signed up, please check out Wealth Simple. I always recommend them for new and experienced investors alike. Again, the interface is dope, navigation incredible, uh, several products, but you guys know the two that I recommend Wealth Simple Trade and Wealth Simple Invest. Uh, Invest is a robo-advisor where they do all the work for you. You just have to put the money in. Wealth Simple Trade is a commission-free platform where you can actually buy stocks and ETFs free of charge. Check out the show notes for the links. Also, I did want to bust out a <laughs> new money mailbag. I haven't done this in a few weeks, um, but I'm starting to get a lot more questions. So I did want to do uh, one whenever I kind of wanted to. And, and this is one I've been getting a lot recently. So the question is, how much should I invest? You know, I want to start investing. Um, you know, it's it's something that, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm down. I'm prepared. I signed up for Wealth Simple. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go. But how much do I actually invest? Well, the first thing that I think you guys should do is figure out what your goals are. And, and that's like, I mean, you got to be working towards something. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, retirement. You don't have to have this number in mind per se, but where would you like to be? Would you just like to start putting some money away? Okay. Then just do like 10, 15% of your paycheck. Just, just start with something small and then you can grow it from there. If you want to just get right into it, you don't have any expenses. I mean, put in as much as you can and, and do it sustainably as, as you get those paychecks come in. Right. So, you know, a lot of us, um, listening to the show might still be living with our parents again expenses low put as much as you can away but you need to keep in mind that this is money that you're not touching for decades right if you've got student loan payments short-term obligations that are coming up then you shouldn't be putting it in money that's you know for 10 20 30 years um this is not a the, the stock market i always say this the stock market is you doesn't you don't get rich from the stock market you get wealthy from the stock market. You get rich in your day-to-day stuff, whatever. Um, you know, if you start a business at work, whatever, and, and you side hustles, whatever. That's where you earn income, get rich, so to speak. But building wealth is, is the stock market. It's for the long term. And it just, you know, the comp- compound interest, which is what's so um, advantageous about the stock market, doesn't kick in for years and years and years. So, you know, your return on your money may be used better elsewhere, right? So it's a great place. And I'm always saying to invest, invest, invest. Um, but there are other things in life that matter too. So, you know, keep your goals in mind, figure out wh- what your obligations are in the near term. And if you still arrive at a number, you're like, I got all this money left over, then put that shit away um, and, and figure out the math for yourself. But I think there's no magic number. Just you, you do have to have that introspection and uh, figure out what's best for you. So there you have it, my friends. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. And remember, Neo Financial, friggin' best credit card of 2021. One of the best savings accounts, high interest savings accounts. You got to get something back in your money. Rates are going to increase. That means the rate on your high interest savings account is likely going to increase as well. So, hey, another uh, another great reason to check out Neo. Appreciate y'all, boy. I love y'all. But for now, I'm out this mother. Peace.